Hello, Georgia Independent Wrestling fans. This is Mr. Good Business, Kyle Croft, coming to you. Now, in these times of the pandemic known as the coronavirus, wrestling shows everywhere are getting canceled. But you know what show's not going to get canceled? That is our March 29th show. We're going to talk about that show and also recap our February 23rd show, the year anniversary for GIPW. And that podcast starts now. So, Alex, did my intro make you happy in the pants? Not particularly. Hearing uh, your voice very rarely does. <laughs> that was a one take, guys. I'm really proud of that one. Yeah, that was done in one take. <laughs> All right, everyone. Again, my name is Mr. Good Business, Kyle Croft. We are coming at you with the Georgia Indie Pod with one Alex Chase and myself. Absolutely. This episode is going to be nice. We're going to recap our first year anniversary show that took place on February 23rd at the Thirsty Turtle. Uh, that was an exciting show. We had quite a bit go down. Uh, we've also got quite a bit of news for our March 29th show, also at the Thirsty Turtle, coming up after that. If you want any information on any shows that we are doing, you can follow Georgia Independent Professional Wrestling on Facebook. I think uh, did we discuss the Instagram? I think we do have an Instagram. <laughs> I think we do. Uh, I really don't use Instagram. I'm, you know, not 19. Yeah. So anyways, if you want to check us out, anything that we've got going on, you can follow our events and uh, give us your likes because I want more likes. I want more people at our shows. Absolutely. We want that bar to be standing room only. Um and we got really close with the year anniversary. I think there were 85 in attendance with... With our ring, you know, that takes mm -hmm. up a lot of property inside the bar. So, 85 is a good number. They were definitely rowdy. Absolutely. They were definitely loud and obnoxious and rowdy. Half of them were drunk, which I don't mind at all. And we had little kids screaming. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's get into our uh, uh, show for last month. Um, again, that was our anniversary show. Let's see. So... We had some people coming from Florida, so some stuff did get moved around. I think we started off with my favorite, Robert Veen versus Austin Towers of the West Coast Kings. Yeah, uh, as I had predicted, that was a pretty hard-hitting, tough-fought match. Uh, Austin Towers did end up squeaking that one out. With help from Brooklyn Creed. Well, of course. Um, I mean, I can't really blame her. So... Correct me if I'm wrong, this was a two out of three falls match. I do believe that Robert Veen got the first fall. I believe so. And then, uh, I'm not sure what happened in the middle, but that last fall was a, definitely a massive kick from Austin Towers. I have to give it to Austin Towers. For a big guy, he can go. He can also smash your face in. Um, you know, I, I know Robert needed some ice after after that match, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't doubt it. Uh, Austin Towers with I, what I'm guessing is a size like 37 foot. Yeah, uh, it's huge. Massive. <laughs> Again, I stepped into his shoe in the locker room and fell in a hole. If our commentary ever gets put on the video, I definitely say that <laughs> in commentary. So so that was uh, definitely a great match. Um, mm -hmm. We'll go ahead and move on to what was our second match of the night, which I believe was frat party, right? I th I think. It, some of this stuff did get moved around, and this was a few weeks ago, so forgive our memory yeah. on this one. Well, we'll just go ahead and talk about frat party. That's uh, my fraternity brother, Bryce Cannon, and Fergalicious Eddie Honcho. Yeah, uh, Bryce Cannon came out with some nice new ring gear. Oh, yeah. We, we are kicking it up a notch with the ring gear. Uh, I've got some more ring gear coming, too, for my future promotions. But uh, anyways, um, what was billed to be a mystery partner for Luke Stone got probably one of the bigger, the bigger uh, reactions from the crowd. His uh, mystery partner was one Tony James coming back to us. Yeah, uh, Tony James had been out with a, was it a knee or an ankle? A, a knee injury. A knee injury for six months at least. It was out for a hot minute for real. So he came back and definitely got a big Big crowd reaction. And it's about the loudest I've heard any crowd get when uh, he came out 
a lot of people don't know who Tony James is. So if you are uh, an indie goer here in Georgia, you may not know who Tony James is. He is by far probably our our most consistent, you know, talent on the roster. He definitely delivers, and uh, he uh, dumped Bryce on his head to get that uh, that pinfall. So yep. it was a great match, actually. Absolutely. No ring rust at all from Tony James either. I was a little surprised by that one. Yeah, not at all. He did not miss a step. So that happened. <laughs> all right. I think after that we had uh, Stunt and this guy that wears uh, Golden Girls um, merchandise, uh, Jerry Swirls. Yeah, uh, interesting choice of fashion and ring gear there. Uh, won't really knock it. It is the Golden Girls, after all. That's usually good for some easy, cheap heat. Do you know I've never seen an episode of the Golden Girls? What is wrong with you? I don't know, man. I think I was watching um, that Fran Drescher show when Golden Girls was big. You know, the nanny? Oh, the nanny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was that was me. I was more of a Fran Drescher yeah. or whatever her you, name you've is. You've never been watched by your grandmother while you were sick and your parents had to go to work? No, never. Oh. I watched, I stayed at no home. No wonder you've never seen the Golden Girls. <laughs> I stayed at home and watched The Price is Right and Rocky movies when I was sick. So. Oh, fair enough. Not a bad childhood. No, no. <laughs> Can't go wrong with the old Price is Right, Bob Barker, and uh, Sylvester Stallone there. <laughs> For anybody that sleeps on Stunt Marshall, he is super talented. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually really proud to know that guy. Um, he's, he's a hard worker. Um, I do know that, well... A couple of weeks ago, before all this coronavirus, who blah blah, uh, stunt was actually booked for the entirety of the week leading up to WrestleMania. So, yep. If you're if you're sleeping on stunt, you you shouldn't do it because you're gonna see him more and more and more. I I don't know the last promotion I went to that stunt was not there. Yeah, it's I a, can't think think of one either. I can kind of believe that he's probably capable of being three places at one time. So. Anyway, Stunt picks up the win over Jerry Swirls. That was a fun match. Uh, mm-hmm. Swirls is definitely gimmick. Um, you know, he's a character. You got to have those. Oh, yeah. Highly I, entertaining. Yeah. To be successful, you need a good character, and you need to, uh, you know, make everybody like that character. So that's that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's just uh, move around here because we're actually tearing through this really good. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Shalandra Royal. Persia Pierce and Reagan Fire. What? Tomfoolery. <laughs> well, um, I think Persia and Reagan Fire heard us when they talked about her, uh, Shalandra Royal's experience being a major factor there because they both went right after her and tried to take her out of the match. That, uh, pretty sure murder was on both of their minds. <laughs> or something very, very similar. Uh, yeah. That was Mike's match, wasn't it? Yeah. Referee Mike. Yeah, referee yeah. Mike decided that he was not going to have any of that crap and didn't really throw out the match, decided to restart it because Brooklyn Creed once again came out and tried to put an end to all those shenanigans, and it turned into the Royal Heathens, uh, Rookie Royal, or Shalandra Royal and Brooklyn Creed versus Reagan Fire and Persia Pierce. I actually really enjoyed that match. I'm not a fan of them... Uh... Teaming up on my girl, Shalandra. You know, she's a friend for a few years. But uh, thankfully, Brooklyn Creed did come in and kind of get things going. Um, Miss Miss Persia Pierce, I think she needs some work in the ring for sure. Um, you know, we've all been green. I, I mean, according to who you talk to, I'm probably still green. So, yep. um, you know, uh, bright future, though. She looks good. She, she's fit. She's got abs she's yeah she's got a good look a good shtick uh just just needs the experience yeah and and she got a world of it when facing across the ring from a uh, brooklyn creed and shalandra royal there yeah and i will say this too that might not even you know that her inexperience might not even be her thing um especially in georgia what i've noticed if you've been training for a couple of months and you're a woman there's a lot of people that will book you um you know i've just i'd never seen persia until this moment mm-hmm. but That's my you know first look too. between between brooklyn reagan fire shalandra and persia you know persia was definitely the green one but hey 
I'm looking I'm looking for good things for you, Persia. I am. I'm not knocking you if you're hearing this. Yeah, absolutely not. So I think we went on to Clyde Braddock versus Skrilla for the new and might I say ugly. No. Well, screw it. We've already we're already talking about it. Okay. So it doesn't matter. But I'm not a fan of this new title. <laughs> I hate it. I hate I, it. I, I like it. Um it definitely has a it's a bit more class than the old one. I like the old one, but the, the old one seemed like a new promotion title belt. And we needed something a little bit more old school and ah. nice looking to Well see you say old school and I'm thinking Chick Donovan. That belt looks like something Chick Donovan would have freaking won back in the sixties or whenever he was forty years old and a young sprightly man. <laughs> Possibly, but <laughs> But whatever. The the manager, uh Jack comes out and says, Hey, I've got this new title and whatever. It is what it is. So anyways, Clyde and Skrilla, they went on for this new title. Um, basically ending with Skrilla getting DQ'd because of his great friend, the Enforcer. Did uh, I know, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this on commentary, but quote me if I'm wrong. The run-in at the end by Enforcer looked more personal than it did trying to help Skrilla. Am I wrong? I, I could see it. Um, you know, when you've got a big honking bull like Renegade Enforcer, he likes to be the only big honking bull in town, or at least the biggest. Yeah. And he's starting to realize Clyde could be uh, moving in on that territory there. Yeah, Clyde is definitely a threat with any ring that he's going to step into. I just got the feeling like it was more personal. Now, this is where this gets interesting, because you know I love to put myself over, brother. <laughs> What did I say on our last podcast? I said that Enforcer is only going to do... Are you all right over here, man? I'm a smoker. <laughs> I don't drink Corona. I'll be okay. Okay. All right, just making sure. But anyways, like I said, you know, Enforcer is only going to do what benefits him. You can You can align yourself with him all you want to, but what's going to end up happening is... He's going to have your opponent DQ'd. Now, yeah, you keep your title, but at the same time, you know, if... if I can see it now where Enforcer, you know, goes up to Skrilla and says, hey, I'm the only reason you're keeping this title, you know? That is possible, so, too. So I'm going to be the reason why you don't have it anymore. And Skrilla's not making friends right now, obviously. So That's true. Nobody in the locker room's going to help him. I'm just I'm just saying it's all very interesting. That run in by Enforcer looked mighty personal. Yeah. It, well, I it, mean it, again he, he could be he he wants to be the big guy. He sees Clyde's getting some traction and might take his his big guy heat. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Alright, so we did we did skip over a match here. That was Voodoo and Scratch versus the Brothers in Arms. Um Brothers in Arms are from Florida. And I guess they didn't know how long it would take to get to Macon, so that's kind of why our our card got switched up. Man, Cliff was not happy about that. Dude. Not at all. <laughs> no, nope. because he doesn't use note cards. He uses uh, his cell phone for all his notes, so he can't just shuffle a card. Yeah, Cliff. One. Hey, if you're out there, buddy, get note cards. I'll buy you some. <laughs> yeah, that might he's be a. He's the only one I've ever seen use this phone. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I've seen it other places, but it's not as common as the note cards. Yeah, we're going to get you some note cards, Cliff. Promise. I got you, buddy. Anyways, <laughs> Voodoo and Scratch versus Brothers in Arms. Had never seen Brothers in Arms. Um, Had definitely seen Voodoo and Scratch. Voodoo and Scratch get the win. I'm still only slightly a bit icky about that match. <laughs> it, uh... It made our because of that match. It made our show get over right at eight o'clock, and I would really like to to get people out of the building before eight o'clock. Yeah, uh, it make cleaning a lot easier. Yeah, it would make cleaning a lot easier. We, um, you know, it does take a while to get the ring down, and just because of what I do on show day, I have to be there until everybody's out the building. Yeah, and I want to go home just as much as everybody else does. So, Voodoo Scratch, you guys, just keep an eye on your time. 
You got to finish these cats off early. Yeah. Establish your dominance. Absolutely. <laughs> Kick but, their asses just a little bit quicker. Yeah, just do it a little bit faster, please. Or <laughs> <laughs> just just to stay, you know, a little bit outside of us completely being marks for GIPW. Matches do have time limits. You know, I don't know if anybody ever saw Lex Luger versus Sting in WCW. That bad boy had a time limit. And when that time limit was up, yep. that match was over. Don't please let's not do this to our people. Let's just <laughs> let's keep keep the time. Let's kick some ass way faster. <laughs> yes. I agree cuz that uh that hardwood chair they make us sit in hurt my uh, I hurt more sitting in that chair than I did in the ring. Jeez, yes. <laughs> and we sat there all night, dude. I had to pee. When we got to intermission, I was like, oh, I get to pee. Yeah, I think I spent the first about four or five minutes of intermission just peeing. <laughs> All right, so we are done with February 23rd. Nope. Are we not? No, Unchained. What is my problem today, man? I have no idea. <laughs> That's the second mass match you've missed there, but Man, you know what? You're Whatever. Up too I'm late human. conducting business. You need I'm, your beauty sleep. I'm only human, man. I can't do this. All right, we've got Unchained. Which was a very, very entertaining thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've noticed, but WWE does Elimination Chamber. That's a ripoff of Unchained. Now, AEW is doing Guts and Glory or Blood and Guts or whatever it's called. That's a ripoff of our Unchained. Guys, you're going to have to start paying us. I'm just saying it. I'm just <laughs> saying it. You steal our ideas. I want that paycheck. But Unchained... We had a Pastor Troy Navarro, Sean... Angelo Lo Montana. I, we could call him Sam, but then nobody's going to know. So, yep. Sam, Sean Angelo Montana, Mr. Wright, D-Money, Wild Thing, and Renegade. Yep. Uh, Troy and Sam started off the match. Um, neither one of them was able to get the other one eliminated early enough to catch a breather because uh, Mr. Wright was released first. Yep, and he came in, and uh, as you do, you take advantage of the two people who have been in the ring. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was really surprised, you know, not to give it away, but we didn't get an old skaboosh at all from anybody that was chained. No. Nope. I, I mean, these guys don't listen to me. I know they listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. What, a, a chair, man, start taking folks out, especially if they can't hit you back. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's cheap. Well, one could say it's dishonorable and cheating. Not really cheating, because there's not really rules. Yeah, but. there's no rules in Unchained. So, but anyway, so Mr. Wright gets released. He comes in. Um, I think around that point is when they got rid of Sam. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wright, I believe he hit him with a high knee, and Troy, I guess, just wanted the pen. Like, I didn't really see the point in throwing Wright out of the way and then getting the pen for yourself, unless he just wanted the glory yeah, of the I, pen. I mean, get get your pen, because once uh, D-Money came in, mm -hmm. you know, now now we've got Mr. Money in the, in there throwing a wrench into everybody's gears. Yep. Um, I think after that is when Wild Thing came in, or was it Renegade? No, Renegade was last. Renegade was last. So Wild Thing comes in. This is the best part of the night to me. With a porcelain something, some sort of some sort of plate or large a, plate, a, platter. a plate just destroys D money with it, yeah. uh, smacks him right across the back, and that thing just about exploded. Yes, well, it it did explode. There was pieces everywhere. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> it was not fun to clean up afterwards. It was fun to watch, not fun to clean up afterwards. It was pretty amazing. I've, I've watched that video a few <laughs> different times. Um, I think D-Money has it up on his Facebook if you look for that. That's D-E-E-M-U-N-N-Y. Yeah, I, and, I think he went through a little bit of a Final Fantasy phase there. Yeah, huh. I don't know. Either way, he didn't press B for block. He did and, not. not. And he, he got it. It was it was amazing. He did not hit his counter buttons in time. He did not. A good uh good little hot moment for one wild thing. I haven't known him to hit people with things unless it was that kind of match. Yeah. But he no. he uh he he came in with a thunder. <laughs> now that was a skaboosh. That was a mighty skaboosh. A mighty skaboosh. <laughs> mighty skaboosh. <laughs> ah, adult swim. Anyways. And then we had Renegade come in. So Renegade was interesting because 
Clyde was not happy with his uh with, with with renegade shenanigans. Not at all. So he came in uh, with one of those batons. Yep, and gave him some of his own shenanigans. Yeah, and put the straight work to renegade. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was nice. I was so was. happy. <laughs> this is the uh, the second year in a row that renegade kind of got screwed out of this because uh-huh. the first one. If I remember correctly, it was like four or five of them piled on top uh, of him. For yeah, the I think they did dogpile him on the first one. Man, that was so long ago. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. A year. That, yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> We've been doing this for a year. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I don't want to get all old man about that. So I'm trying to get through all the eliminations. Troy Took eliminated out. Sam. I guess he. I think he threw Mister Wright out the ring or something. I don't remember. Yeah. But anyways, it gets to pin on Sam. Um, and then I know D Money and Troy looked like they were gonna have some sort of small alliance going, and then the dastardly D Money just did what he does and turns on Troy, hits him with the money clip. Troy is out. Yep. Troy got a rough end of that deal. We already know I'm a huge fan of one Pastor Troy. Yeah, so apparently he didn't pray hard enough. He he did, and he did not have the Lord on his side. You know, I would have liked for him to hit somebody with that Bible because every time it happens, it's great. Oh yeah, it's amazing too. One week, it, like or one month, it uh, flew halfway across the bar and somebody caught it yeah, in the air and then praised the Lord about it. Yeah, and I've never seen anybody more happier to catch a flying Bible to the face. So good on that guy. He had fun. Yeah, he got a nice souvenir. I think he actually had Pastor Troy sign it before he left. I hope he did. That was a smart move. I mean, you could sell that probably for like $3 on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, at the end of the day, Mr. Wright comes through with the win. Skrilla comes out to, air quote, congratulate Ryan. Tries to put the Skrillville onto Ryan. And then Ryan's like, no, we're going to take you the right way. Yeah. And that was the end of the show. I will give that show was on par with our first one. If you were around for our first show, it was hype. It had a lot of fun. We all left really excited about what we had just done. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we were really close to that feeling at the end of this one. So are we done? Did I I get everything? Yeah, I think you got everything. All right, cool. Here's what I've been waiting for. This is my favorite part. The really loud crumple and throwaway of the uh, last one. Get out of here. Yep, that one is in the books. Uh, that also means that was one whole year in the books. Had a lot of big moments. Crowned our first heavyweight champion in Tony James. Uh, crowned our second in Skrilla. Uh, we had our two Unchained matches. The first one actually crowned Tony. The second one uh, crowned our number one contender, Mr. Wright. Uh, had a lot of big moments. Uh, Robert flipping a crippled kid. Yeah, that was, that was our first or second show. Was that first? I don't think it was the first. I think it was the second. Yeah, either way, he definitely threw a, a, a disabled guy out of a wheelchair. Yep. You know, I want to talk to the powers that be and see if we can get like a uh, five or six minute video of like all the top stuff for the first year. That would yeah. be nice, right? The greatest moments. Yeah, yeah that, that would, be, would nice. be a lot of fun. I wouldn't mind rewatching Tony win, you know, the first mm-hmm. the first title. It was a it was a great moment. It was really cool. Absolutely. So, all right. So we are going to take a quick break. We put this up on the page. If you have a story from the crowd that you feel like is particularly funny, you can definitely send it to us. Uh, do we have the one from our buddy uh, Evan? I believe so. I don't think I've saved it and downloaded it, but I was going to do that as part of the editing process later. Yeah, you guys have got to hear that. It is so good. Uh, you, you, if you haven't noticed, me and Alex do stay away from the Effies and the Jeffies a lot. Um, Evan, not so much. I'm pretty sure there's a couple of Effies in there. Probably. So, if you're listening with your mom, just know it's a funny story. It's got it involves the word doo doo, which <laughs> obviously I'm gonna like. So, but we're gonna take a quick break. We'll uh, hit you with some sound stuff, and we'll be back to talk about March 29th, which I'm really excited for. I just wanted to take a minute and tell you something funny that happened out in the crowd last night. I know being in the match, you probably couldn't hear everything, but (laughs) me and Mondo and Clay were standing off kind of towards the back, and there's like a middle-aged black dude who was standing right next to us, just, you know, hamming it up, making jokes and having fun with us the whole night. It was a good time. Well, 
during the match with Renegade Enforcer and uh, Pastor Troy Navarro, uh, they were they had that spot where Troy got knocked down and uh, Renegade grabbed the Bible. So out in the crowd, you know, people are like losing their mind because he's like holding a Bible in the air. And like me and Mondo and Clay are just like, yeah, hail Satan. Ha, ha, ha. Well, the black guy next to me is like, oh, man, what they doing to Jesus, man? Oh, shit. He's like losing his mind. Well, anyway, Renegade takes the Bible, as you remember, and shoves it down his fucking pants and rubs it in his ass, his fucking smelly wrestler ass that he's been working all night and pulls it back out and he hit Troy with it and the dude next to me goes oh he hit him with the doo-doo bible y'all it's the doo-doo bible and he's like running around with his hands on his head y'all doo-doo on it oh you didn't know my daddy's gonna call somebody. That's right, it's the frat boy Bryce Cannon here to promote the Georgia Independent Professional Wrestling Show on March 29th, 2020 at the Thirsty Turtle in Macon, Georgia. And just in case you're like any other uneducated swine in middle Georgia, it's March 29th, 2020 at the Thirsty Turtle in Macon, Georgia. Just know this show will not be canceled due to coronavirus because I'm pretty sure all of you had it before it was even a thing. And just also a little tidbit of information. The frat party will be in action and we will be sure to dominate anybody who stands in our way. Have a great day, you chooch. Well, if you guys enjoyed that, I hope that you did. Before we start talking about uh, our March show, I'm saying a theme with my other promotions, and I just have to talk about this really quick. You beat up another old man, didn't you? I definitely <laughs> verbally abused an old man, uh, one Tommy Wildfire Rich. Uh, so I, <laughs> we're on the way to uh, Albany, I guess, yeah, for this uh, show, and we get a message from the promoter, and it's like, hey, can Kyle cut a promo? Uh, duh. Of course, I could cut a promo. So, the first a beautiful face that anybody gets to see once this show starts is me. And he's basically like, don't call Tommy Rich old, but call him old. So, I get in there and I say that Tommy stunk up the locker room like Mentholiptus and Tiger Bomb. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> basically call him a dinosaur. And that sets up for this uh, tag team match at... Uh, Later on, anyways, it was a fun experience to say the least, but somehow inadvertently, I'm getting booked with all these old folks, and I kind of don't hate it. Well, yeah, it's a, it's an easy payday. You don't have to worry about moving too fast. Yeah, man, I'm going to change gimmick and be like Dr. Death or something. I'm pretty sure Steve Williams would have a problem with that one there. Oh, is that a thing? Okay. Yeah, Dr. De You've never heard of Dr. Death Steve Williams? Uh, I've heard of Steve Williams. I've never heard of Dr. Death Steve Williams. Are they, yeah, that, the same that guy? His, yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, then I'll just figure it out. I'll be like, I don't know, the retirer. That might work for you. <laughs> <laughs> the Mr. Good Business, offering good retirement. <laughs> yeah, the retirement business is strong. <laughs> so let's talk about March 29th. Um, I'm going to try and keep my emotions in check one of the things that i do have an issue and everybody everybody knows i'm very outspoken about this mm -hmm. is that we don't even 100 percent know that this is our card yeah. um well, how many days are we away from the 29th we're 15 days less a little bit over two weeks and mm -hmm. we don't have a for sure card and that Kind of gives me, excuse the language, a bit of the red ass. Um, uh, you know, I want to, I want to be a successful podcaster for GIPW, but when the powers that be don't want me to be, <laughs> well, a lot of this is it. This is independent wrestling. You have people get a last minute booking and like, hey, I'd rather go to the show that sells two hundred than eighty five, or you know, hey, you know, something came up or. 
right? It but, does happen. So here's the thing, and big ups to the professors of wrestling that were uh, at our last anniversary show. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy their podcast, and somehow or another, they've managed to do their podcast live on YouTube. I didn't know you could do that. That is amazing. But yep. anyways, well, we kind of can't do that. No, uh, we're in the middle of commentary. <laughs> yeah, so we can't really true. do our podcast live. Well, no, I mean, like when they do their podcast, it's live. Oh yeah. So, Morty. Anyways, so anyways, but one of the things that they brought up and that I noticed that when I listen to them and they go to shows, they recap the shows that they've gone to. The plus to that is they know the card for the next show that that promotion is running. Mm-hmm. We don't even know a full card, and that's all I'm getting at. Um, I okay. get accused of of bitching quote unquote about stuff like this but i don't see it bitching when you're asking somebody to kind of give you the information that you need right yeah i suppose so that's there i'll I'll get off my high horse for now but i i I don't know man it just it's you shouldn't let your your horse smoke yeah my my horse is high (laughs) as a kite anyways let's go ahead and talk about our first match Yep, uh, this one we have Sean Angelo Montana coming back again after a pretty strong showing. Uh, he'll be taking on Pastor Troy Navarro. Uh, this one's going to get interesting. Uh, Pastor Troy, always a solid worker. Sean Angelo Montana, up and coming, pretty solid himself. Yeah, he's definitely uh, making a name for himself, which is good. Get it, get at it, Sam. Do your thing, man. There's plenty of room for all of us. Um, you already know I love Troy. Um what I've seen out of Troy lately is he's taken more of like a powerhouse approach. Yeah, he's done a he's been doing a lot more slams. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, pile not pile drivers, power bombs. You yeah. know, stuff like that. Really hard hitting, good stuff. And I think that in the long run, that's probably going to help him out. Absolutely. You know, you uh, you pick up the little guy and you slam him on your back, and now you've got five six seconds to take a breath. Yeah. You know. Read your Bible. Do whatever. Yep. Do whatever. So, Ask the Lord for advice. I'm going to give that one to Troy, but I am almost always going to give it to Troy. Yeah. If it's if it's him in a singles match, I am 100% behind Pastor Troy. So I'm going to I'm going to give that one to him. I would ask our bum broadcaster colleague, the Magic Eight Ball, what it thought, but it doesn't do its job well. So let's see if it'll work for me because I, I I think Montana's going to take this one. Um, I think he's got a little bit of momentum on his side. Plus, he's got a chip since you know Troy eliminated from Unchained. This is true. He he Troy's going to be like, yeah, it's just a match. Montana's going to be like, this is the guy that took away my opportunity. I think RJ or uh, I'm sorry, Sean Angelo, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, I think it's going to tick him off a little bit, and he he's going to come out with a little more. A little more gusto, you think? Yeah, I think he's he's got more in this match than Troy does. Yeah, I mean, uh, Troy's not going to lose anything if he does lose. But I, I just don't think it's possible. Yeah. Ask ask our colleague. Maybe I choke it hard or something when I'm... Maybe he just doesn't like you. Maybe maybe so. <laughs> All right, uh, hey, Magic 8-Ball, is Pastor Troy going to win this match? Reply hazy, try again. Yeah, you suck. I'm throwing you away. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> All right. You're a so terrible match game We're, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Dude, where's your pen that you were writing all this stuff down with? Where did that go? All right. There we go. We're going to keep this. This is a fun game that I do like to play. It's kind of, you kind of don't think that this is a thing you could do in the wrestling business, but it totally is, is to speculate who's going to win. So, a K for Troy and an A for Sam. All right. We're going to have to agree to disagree. Let's go to what looks like is going to be our second match, which is the two bulls from the China Shop. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be a China Shop kind of fight. That is Renegade and Clyde. This, I think, is going to be massive. Yeah. (laughs) Huge violence. I, uh... 
I do not envy whoever has to referee this match at all. Yeah, get uh, out of the way. Absolutely. Don't don't try to stop them from doing whatever it is they're trying to do, because uh, one of them's gonna kill you. I honestly don't know if what for any reason, but I feel like this match should be a no DQ match. Um, it's been other than Unchained, I think one of the last matches that we've had. We've only had a small handful of any kind of no DQ, any kind of street brawl. Yeah. Um, I know we did one with Logan where he got slammed on the bar, which was awesome. Tony yeah. James was a part of that. Yeah, that was the um, uh, the triple threat bar fight with Skrilla, Tony James, and Logan Creed for the GIPW title. And you know what? Was that last March? Wasn't that I our Irish bar brawl? It was. Oh, right. yeah. Right around St. Patrick's yeah, and, Day. Uh, Tony ended up suplexing big old Logan Creed directly on the bar top. If you did not get to see that, you missed out. Napkins and straws went everywhere. It was glorious. <laughs> Man, we're, we're trying to talk about this March show, and we're just talking about last March. But anyways, I know I know, me and Robert Veen had a no-DQ match against mm-hmm. the right way to Skrillville. Me and uh, CJ had the hardcore tag match against Zero and Forge. John Forge, and I think that's we're we're probably missing one or two, but mm-hmm. I I I like a good old no DQ match, you know. Um, it 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 can be a straight up wrestling match, or it can go to Tennessee, you know. It, they're great. I would mm-hmm. want this match to be that. I wouldn't be opposed to it. <laughs> two big guys hitting each other with things. Mm-hmm. Oh. Although I also would not be opposed to keeping it as is, because that way if we don't get a clear winner, we have an excuse to make another one between these two with a no DQ. This is true. Um, Going to be interesting. I don't foresee our champion helping Renegade in any way. Um, I might be surprised, but, you know. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I'm going to give this one to Clyde. I feel like Clyde has more stake in that game as of this point in time. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to go with Clyde as well. Um yeah. We saw Renegade got under his skin in that championship match. Understandably, I'm not knocking Clyde or anything like that. That is completely understandable. Uh, Renegade completely screwed him out of a GIPW heavyweight title match um, and got a little measure of revenge. So I think, again, just like with Montana in the last match, I think Clyde's got more heat in this one. Yeah. I think um, he's got more of a reason to whoop the other guy's ass than the other guy does. I will agree. Um we might be pleasantly surprised, but for now, I feel like it's 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 Clyde's time, you know. Yeah. Um. He's he's been to the top of our mountain before. Mm-hmm. Um. Tony James shut that one down. Clyde went away soul searching. He's come back to GIPW. It's a much different character, mm-hmm. and you know I feel like as a wrestler he's improved a lot. Oh, absolutely. So just. Just from what I know from Clyde and how little we've actually seen Renegade lately, um, he's only mm-hmm. been coming around again because he was mm-hmm. with us in the beginning. But he's only been coming around again for the past few months. Yep. You know he aligned with Skrilla, you know, at the end of last year. Yeah. And so Clyde's just got more stake in it, man. He's he's got more to win than Renegade has to lose. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. I agree. Um, I mean, Renegade's been on a tear. The only thing he really has to lose at this point is a singles undefeated streak. Like, that's really it. And even then, nobody's going to oh, yeah, he's, knock him down the, the ladder, so to speak, I'm, I'm for t- losing to Clyde, yeah, yeah. someone who's had two GIPW title matches. Exactly. It does, not, it does not matter win or lose. Whoever Renegade may have to face in April is... Not going to be looking forward to it. So Not at all. So, big ups to you guys, Clyde. Shout out, brother. Um, hope your family's doing good, man. Let's go on to match number three here. We've got Transcendent Robert Veen with a mystery partner. So, for no one in the know, uh, Robert Veen's partner, Jay Riley, is on the injured list. Um, mm-hmm. They will release something about that more in depth because I don't have a lot of information, but I'm thinking we're doing a blind draw for who Robert Veen's partner will yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, Robert Veen in his typical Robert Veen fashion said that he can beat whoever with whoever. whoever. 
So he's, and I mean this quite literally, he is going to be at the show and shortly, I don't know if he's going to do it at the start of the show or shortly before the match or when he's going to draw it, but he's literally just going to pull a name out of a hat and have that person be his tag team partner. Yep, and they are going against the Toombs County Connection mm-hmm. for the AIWF Southern Tag Team Titles. So if you uh, pay attention to our flyers, you see AIWF on every flyer that we do. Mm-hmm. That is a company that doesn't work just one promotion. They go to other promotions and they flex their titles around because um, cause yeah. they have them. Yeah. And it's, it's a little like the old school... NWA, where it was yeah. just... It's uh, old school territory right. mindset, which is awesome. Uh, good for yeah. them. That, they are the Allied Independent Wrestling Federations. Uh, they essentially have regional territories as well as regional titles, and then they also have a national set of titles as well. Uh, we've actually seen one of the AIWF Southern... I believe it was the... I don't remember if they call it the Cruiserweight or the Light Heavyweight Championship. I think he's their Light Heavyweight. You're talking about Logan Chase. Look. Is it Logan Chase? I think that's... Logan Stevens? I don't know. What is his name? It's hey, been a hot minute. Your um, name? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. We did not mean to talk about that, so we didn't do the research yeah, beforehand. Yeah, our bad. But anyways, the AIWF Southern Tag Team uh, champions are the Toombs County Connection. Mm-hmm. Now, Toombs County is like the Vidalia region of Georgia. Um, I actually saw those guys in Albany, mm-hmm. and they are... Talented. They okay. are They are I'll, talented. I'll have to take your word for it. I have not seen them live. Uh, I don't typically go north for very many wrestling shows. I typically take my trip south. Well, Albany is south. But yeah, don't they usually work uh, the Albany area? Albany is still south of here, but that's cool. That's cool, man. You don't well, know geography. That's <laughs> that, all right. That's <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, when I when I got in the ring with Tommy Rich is when I saw Tombs County okay. Connection and um, they they are really good. Um, they have a juxtaposition of styles between the two of them, mm-hmm. which I love for any tag team. I love a big a big guy that's going to come in and put a boot to a nose, and I love a smaller dude that's going to fly around and do the flippities and the floppities. So. Mm-hmm. They they definitely have that going for them, and obviously they're no chumps. They mm-hmm. do have a tag title yeah. between them. So, um, but again, because I am loyal, I'm going with Robert Veen and his mystery partner because I do believe that Robert can beat anybody with anybody. That is the least shocking thing you have said on this show. I am transcendent all day, man. I can't I can't help it, yeah. dude. Um, just... I've seen Robert. I have not seen, I don't know who his mystery partner is or his surprise random tag partner is. I've never seen the Tombs County Connection. Uh, the problem I'm going to have here is that Tombs County Connection does have a, you know, prestigious regional tag team titles. Mm-hmm. So and they they, have, they've proven their worth on that point. And they and have successfully defended those at other promotions. Absolutely. Ed, I'd imagine they've worked together from quite some time. I don't know who our partner is, so I don't know what kind of count. I mean, for all we know, it could be someone Robert Veen. It could be Towers. It could be Ty Ty. It could be Ty. <laughs> In which case, Robert will have to win those tag team titles all by himself. Uh, I mean, it It could be Jack. It could be it might, anybody. It might be David Hensley out in the crowd. It could be Josh Grantham. Oh. Yeah, um, it, again, Robert would have to win the titles all by himself. If anyone in the crowd got pulled, I think the only one who might have a shot at being any kind of help is Tall Trey, the comedian. And I don't say that for because he's a comedian. I say that because me and him have talked about it quite a bit. We're both veterans. He's a Marine. Um, so I know he's stupid and willing to beat the crap out of people. Or he could just tell his terrible comedy and put put the opponents to sleep. Who I mean, that's, that's true. Um <laughs> However, if they try to leave because it's the comedy's so bad, they will get counted out and retain their titles. <laughs> so, I know I said I wanted our podcast to be successful, but I just like shot on so many people. <laughs> I am so sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't mean anything I say. No, we, we like all you guys. We're just yeah. running our mouths. Please, please keep giving us your money and keep coming <laughs> to our shows. Yeah. Especially Trey. I love you, you jar-headed, crazy son of a gun. <laughs> he bought me a shot the other night, and it was like... 
I was like, dude, what is this? He's like, I have no clue. It's literally the cheapest shot that they have. And I was like, cool, man. He's I'm, a Marine. He eats crayons. He doesn't care what like, he drinks. I was like, I'm so glad that our friendship means the cheapest shot that you could find. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> At least I buy you a PBR. Yeah. Um, he was talking. I guess he knows the dudes from Babylon and Dablin. Um, okay. If you uh if you guys aren't familiar with Babylon and Dablin, Skrilla and D Money have been on that uh podcast. So I'm a I'm a fan of those guys too, man. I'm I'm putting all kinds of over on these other <laughs> podcasts, but whatever. All right, pick someone. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Tombs County Connection. Going on with this Tombs one. County. Yeah, I think the the chemistry and even though I haven't seen them, they've got success going. So I think I think it's more gonna be of an issue of Veen may not have chemistry with whoever he's wrestling with. Gotcha. And he can't really... I mean, he's. we know he's going to try to win it on his own no matter who it is, unless it's Jay, but Jay's yeah. not going to be there. Dude, I've tagged um, with Robert before, and he wouldn't even let me in the ring. That's, he was he was more than willing to just do all the... That was literally the easiest match I've ever wrestled. I didn't even break a sweat. Yeah, well, I, I mean, <laughs> that, that may work against, you know, some randoms, but again, these are the AIWF Southern Tag Champions. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not some kid off the street. Yeah, they're no, they're no uh, jabronis. I'll mm-hmm. give them that. All right. So we are the same only on one match. This is mm-hmm. getting fun. Let's talk about Frat Party and Scratch and Voodoo. This is really going to be interesting. Um, frat Party, of course, my boy Bryce Cannon and Fergalicious Eddie Honcho. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Scratch and Voodoo, who are an established GIPW tag team. I mm-hmm. think that Frat Party... At least with GIPW is still trying to get their feet under them. Yeah. Um, I personally love Bryce. I, I think he is better as a singles. Uh, shoot me, don't care. Um, yeah. If he, it, he can definitely go all on his own. If it um, if it were up to me, I would I would definitely give him the ball and run with it, man. Let's see what you can do. Yeah. You know? Um, he's gonna be, he, he will be our workhorse. He's going to take over the Alex Chase role. Believe me more successfully Good. too. Probably. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, he's also coming in at, you know, what is he like 22? Uh, he's young. He is, he is young. And, yeah. and you know, every time I see him, he looks better and better. Yeah. And to me who just turned 34 well for everybody <laughs> that wants to knock white claw it only has 100 calories and it will get you drunk he drinks white claw that is i drink white claw like is that how he drinks so much and stays so thin yes that's okay. exactly how so he, that's what i did wrong yeah yeah because i just shoveled you know jaeger bombs and scotch and coke down my yeah throat. <laughs> yeah so but that's that's not just his character. He loves White Claw. I love White Claw. This is why we are friends. And it's only 100 calories. About four will get you drunk. That's not yeah. even half your daily intake I, of I calories. I still can't. So. I, I get the calorie thing, but I just I can't do it. It. I didn't know. I didn't know you could have something that tastes like stale water, and then it it's like someone took that stale water and then stored it near a truck that used to transport whatever fruit it was. Yeah, well, flavored. I mean that's how they flavor Lacroix or whatever. You know, yeah. they just set the can next. So did to somebody a lime. just go, "Hey, let let's take Lacroix, but alcohol." Well, see, the thing is, is man, why are we having this conversation? <laughs> you brought up the white. Welcome claw. to the Georgia Indie White Claw <laughs> podcast. Anyways, let's talk about frat party and voodoo and scratch. This was a fun conversation, but geez, yeah, we, we need go to do off another podcast of just other crap besides yeah. wrestling. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, <laughs> all right. I think that scratch and voodoo are super talented. But because they went over their time limit last month, <laughs> I'm giving it to Frat Party. Um, I'm going to have to disagree. Scratch and Voodoo, they're on a roll. Uh, they've won. They won last month. I think they wrestled singles matches the month before. They did, and they both lost. Yeah, but then but... they turned the trick. Uh, they turned the ship around. Did exactly what I said. They worked better as a tag team, and they came out with a win. Uh, Frat Party got put down by Luke Stone and Tony. But I mean, you gotta look, man. Luke and Tony are no joke. They're not. They are no joke. But they're also not an established tag team. This is yeah, that's true. <sighs> so I I think I think Scratch and Voodoo are gonna continue on the roll here. Bryce, don't hate me, bro. I'm gonna have to agree with Alex. <laughs> uh yeah. I may not know geography, 
but I know wrestling. <laughs> yeah, this is true. You don't know where Albany is. But, Bryce, I, I root for you every day, my friend. Um, so you're changing your pick on this I'm one? I'm changing my pick. I'm going to have to agree with you. You have sold me <laughs> the car that can fit all the people in it. So, All right. West Coast Kings versus Brothers in Arms. This is a, a pretty tag-heavy uh, card we've got so far. I do not hate it. No, uh, I don't either. Of course, you know, being a tag team specialist from both long before GIPW was around. In fact, our general manager, Jack, was my old tag partner. We're not even going to talk about how many years ago. Yeah, let's um, not. And then, of course, CJ uh, uh, Morgan there in uh, GIPW, uh, which unfortunately he still has not been cleared to return. Um, I don't think so that, he's he's probably not going to. Yeah, I, I think he took one too many knocks to the noggin and is trying to save his no, health. I, I think he fertilized one too many eggs. That's uh, that's, that's where tr- I'm at on that one. Fair enough. <laughs> um, fair enough. Uh, so, I, being I, a tag specialist, I'm not too opposed to a tag heavy card either. No. Uh, I don't think we need to do it every show because uh, I think last because uh, now granted one of them was a impromptu tag match last month. Um, we had a we were kind of tag heavy last month yeah. too. Well, I mean, look at AEW, man. Like, their most of their cards are tag team matches. That's um, true, but they do have some of the best tag teams that oh, you yeah. can watch. So, I mean, why not? You know? Oh yeah. So. And you got to get them all on the card somehow. Oh yeah. That's why they're getting another show, which I want them to put dark. Again, digress. West Coast Kings, <laughs> brothers in arms. Um. Two teams very similar in style and work. West Coast Kings, obviously, much, much bigger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely bigger. Um, I think now one of the guys in Brothers and Zarbs is pretty big, too. He's However, a big guy. I think if you add him and Jason Dugan together, I still don't think they equal no, Austin or Aaron. No. Um, yeah, West Coast Kings all day, man. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I tend to agree. I think that Brothers in Arms would do good to probably have a little bit more attitude, mm-hmm. a bit more aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, see, Aaron and Austin, very aggressive. You know, we've got Austin at a PG show, effing you to Robert before he kicks his face in. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I think Brothers in Arms would, would do good to at least kind of look into maybe being a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, a little bit more smash, smash, and not so fly because, yes. or maybe not targeting directly to the biggest tag teams we have on the yeah. show. Maybe yeah. they should start towards the bottom, get their feet wet, get an understanding of the crowd and how our guys work, and then yeah. maybe they could have a little more success because they did lose last month as well. They did, um, and I think they're going to lose again this month because no knocking against brothers in arms at all. Uh, I'll put myself over any day of the week, but I think. Even me and CJ would have gotten our asses totally handed to us by the West Coast Kings. Exactly, some big old dudes. I've I've wrestled a match with the West Coast Kings. They're they are not playing around. Um, yeah, that's 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 serious. How come every time we do a podcast, I have someone snoring on my couch or my recliner? It just happens. I don't know. It's kind of comfortable over here. Last are... month it was Robert. This month it's uh, our sound person Rachel over there. Yeah, Just snoring. Wait, we were gonna try and get some of her input, but uh, hmm, no, not happening. No. Yep. All right, here's a match I did not want to talk about, but we're gonna have to. Luke yep. versus Tony. Yeah. What galaxy are we in right now? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. After frat party and Luke versus Tony, if you were in that building, that was pure magic. Absolutely. I. I needed I need more from those four four guys. Oh yeah. I need I need an entire I don't know, not quite a year, but we could probably get a good 5 6 months out of just those four. Oh yeah. And every single match would be entertaining. And it would all be good. I need a Bryce versus Tony match. Mm-hmm. I need another listen i say another luke versus bryce match mm-hmm. i need tony to beat the crap out of eddie honcho yeah like i that i need it i need to see it i know? agree uh now i know these were uh these two were haphazardly put together 
Um, you know, Tony returning, Luke just needed a partner. And, I mean, what better way to get, you know, your feet wet back in the ring after a six-plus-month hiatus and a nice yeah, tag to, match? And to do it with Luke, man. Luke yeah. is... Luke, Luke's an up-and-comer. God, he is so good. I, I need him to work other promotions. I do mm-hmm. I do get really sad when I hear, like, the professors of wrestling say that they don't know who Tony James is. Tony James was wrestling with Southern Violence mm-hmm. a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. You know, and now he's only, uh, to my knowledge, with GIPW. Well, Luke is very much the same. Mm-hmm. I, w- I really would like Luke to spread his legs a bit and yeah. and get recognized because I see... Yeah, what he's capable of. I've wrestled him. He's wonderful. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've been. I haven't wrestled against him, but I have refereed a couple of his matches before, um, in other places. Uh, when he used to work other places, uh, he doesn't so much anymore. I don't know if it's a if he's getting comfortable or if he's just doesn't want to step outside uh like he still he may still be hungry in GIPW but not want to step out yeah. of you know the I, the familiar locker room it I, may be a personal thing i, I don't know i honestly think it would it would do him great service mm-hmm. to at least try to go get known because he very much could be like stunt marshal mm-hmm. he very much could be like a lot of guys and in and even even so much that he could be like a few dudes scrunched all together to be Luke Stone, yeah. you know. But and everything we just said applies to Tony too. Yeah, that's exactly Tony James right. could go anywhere else and do well. Yeah, I want my dudes to get known because mm-hmm. we get you guys over, y'all get us over, and that's wrestling business one hundred and one. Oh yeah, there's, you go there's, to these other shows, you get over, you get. You know, they start following your Facebook pages. You start sharing GIPW flyers, and then boom! Now we've got ten, fifteen, twenty more people in that yeah, building. We've got people driving from Lagrange. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so but like I said, uh, minus that, just my unhappiness with the card in general. I wanted more from Frat Party and Luke and Tony. I agree. Um, I really hope that that happens sooner than later mm-hmm. because. Basically, just from the tag match last month, that booked itself. Oh yeah, completely. I mean, that match was hype. It was so good, mm-hmm. and it's it's all it's all the hard work of the four people in that match to make it that good. Oh yeah, there's no way they're not gonna be just as hardworking later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, love you, Luke. Tony is the Baron of Brutality. I'm gonna have to go with Tony. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of split on this one. Um, I think if Tony had not been out for so long, I think he he'd be like eighty twenty right now, right? As winning this match, um, having been out for six months, and again, I know I said no ring rust last month, but again, that was a tag match. That wasn't a I have to go for ten fifteen minutes by myself. But, but here's the thing, Tony can. Oh, he can. Tony, he absolutely can when he's. 100%. I don't know if he's still 100% able to go singles by himself. So I think it, and again, Luke is highly talented. So we're coming down the gas tank. Yeah, and I, I think the I think the familiarity with working these last couple of months favors Luke Stone in this one. Yeah, but I also don't know the last time I've seen Luke go 10, 15, 16 minutes either. I've seen Tony sure. do that almost pretty much every match that he was a champion mm-hmm was at least a 15-minute yeah. match. And, you know, I don't I don't even really remember how he lost the title. I'm pretty sure it was clean, right? I believe it was. He lost it to Skrilla, mm-hmm. who <laughs> annoyingly will work for 45 minutes with Fred Yehi. Mm-hmm. So the disconnect between Luke and Skrilla is that I've, I've never seen Luke work a long match. I'm sure it's probably happened, yeah. but it hasn't happened with GAPW. I, I think Tony's going to take this one. Uh, but if not, I'm not mad if Luke can surprise me either. Yep. That does not irritate me. So I'm going to yeah. go with Tony. Are you, are, we, are you in the fence? or? Uh, no, I think I'm going to stick with Luke. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I just think he's on too much of a roll lately, and he doesn't have that six-month absence under his belt. Yeah. I, I, would, I would give them a solid... Probably like twelve minutes. Mm-hmm. 
make make some magic, man. That's if it were up to me. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get to our main event, which is our new number one contender, Ryan Wright versus Gorilla. <sighs> Shenanigans. Yep, there's going to be... <laughs> I, I, th- I feel like we're going to say this every month until Skrilla loses his title. Yeah. Skrilla's going to win if there's shenanigans. The other guy's going to win if there's not. Yeah. I, uh, there's. Well, we obviously know Renegade's going to be in the building. Yep. Um, This is the wrestling business, so depending on how that match goes... Yeah. It's, it's what's going to happen Yeah, here. I, I think if if Clyde does enough damage to Renegade, it might mean that Renegade can't come out and shenanigans. Yeah. that's. Uh, I guess that's kind of the plan. You know, they've spaced the card out to where maybe if Renegade's not hurt, he's bored by the main event, so he wants to go home. Yeah, you know you can. <laughs> that's possible too. Yeah. Uh, now again, not to not to knock Skrilla's in ring com- capabilities. He he can go, uh, as he clearly showed with Yehai twice. Well, no, I he mean, only wrestled Yehai once. Well, I mean, for anybody that doesn't know this, Skrilla ain't just our champion. No, he's not. He's and, he's a champion elsewhere. And to my knowledge, Renegade is his only alliance through all the promotions. I mean, I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. So he can definitely work. Oh, yeah. He, he can. can hold on to titles. But I think that because of the convenience that we do for our crowd, you know, we start a show early on a Sunday when mm-hmm. there's probably not much going on. And by the way, we don't even have sports for the next month. Yeah. Dude, like. So go to your independent wrestling shows. It's probably yeah. going to be the only sports you get for a while. Exactly. We're not canceling that show, oh, no. at least not from where we control it. Oh, yeah. You know? No. It, that, unless the city, the state, the bar, whoever tells us, unless they make that decision for yeah, us, it's happening. That that show is happening. And honestly, you know, a lot of wrestling shows are getting canceled. I hate that for promoters. Some of those mm-hmm. people have probably sunk a decent amount of money. You know, oh, yeah. if you guys are kind of familiar with how backstage runs, you have what you call fly-ins. Now, on the independent level, they're not really fly-ins. You know, you can book Farouk and, mm-hmm. you know, you can book whoever. But other shows do have legitimate fly-ins. Now, those wrestlers, you have to pay. And yep. you have to pay them in advance. Mm-hmm. So you're already taking the chance of like we're this is what we're going through now with our Tampa Bay show. Yeah, you know we were we were sponsoring this show down in Tampa Bay for WrestleMania weekend that just got canceled. Uh, even on my level, we had an Airbnb booked already. Yeah, that that's money that I don't think it's officially been canceled. No, it's yet? it's canceled. Okay, yeah. Last I heard, it was like ninety percent. Yeah, it it is it's done. It's canceled. Okay. The The city of Tampa said that any wrestling event can't have more than 250 attendees. Well, when you've got a building and you're paying for a building that suits, that seats 900 and yeah. you can only fill 250 of those seats, you're bleeding money at that point. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I half don't, of them you've already paid a deposit on. Yeah, I don't hate Booten Hill for pulling the show. I don't. It's mm. more of just a bummer from my standpoint. I was just looking to go to, to Tampa. Yeah. You know? But... It is what it is. I mean, I think I can't cry about it. You yeah. know, it's 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 business. Yep. But where was I going with this with the fly-ins and stuff? Indie wrestler, Jesus, Louisa's. Oh no, this is what I was saying. So, like, say if GIPW wanted to bring in Buff Bagwell, whoever, we've got to pay Buff Bagwell. We've got to get him there. Mm-hmm. And you know, you sink money into your show, and then it doesn't happen. F that, guys. We are not doing it. We nope. we put a lot of work into GIPW. We put a lot of work into having an indie show that you want to go to. I go to indie shows all the time, and sometimes they're not that good. They're nope. not. The talent might not be good. You might have to deal with Tommy Rich or Chick Donovan or whoever. I mean, Or I'm, whatever random 80-year-old man you're beating yeah, up this month. Or, or whoever. So... We, we don't do that to you guys because I personally don't like that. There's a lot of us that don't like that. We want to give you guys a good show. And mm-hmm. we're not going to cancel a show over some media virus because yeah. that's what it is. It's our media whipping us up. Speaking but, of a good show, uh, I think Skrillin Wright's going to be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try to deviate this back yeah. towards Dude, the show. we are on a tear today. This is a long podcast. We're going to yeah. go for an hour. Uh 
I'm, you know what? I'm just going to be optimistic and say that my boy Ryan Wright is going to get through all the shenanigans, all mm. of whatever Skrilla is going to throw at him. He's going to be victorious. We're going to have a new champion. We're going to go out and get drunk afterwards. Well, I'm probably going to do that anyways. But, yeah, I'm going to uh, give it to Ryan. I'm I'm going to put my faith and optimism in the same. Like, I, I'm, I have a sneaking suspicion I'm making this decision off of pure optimism and god i hope so yeah but i'm gonna go with right i think it's i think it's his time and i think it's Skrilla's time to lose yep all right let's get out of here man uh, we i'm sorry you guys i know this is supposed to be about our podcast but you know man man alex have a good chemistry we can we can literally sit here and record a 10 hour long conversation so with several smoke breaks. Yes. <laughs> All right. Facebook. That is Georgia Independent Professional Wrestling. Uh, we have an Instagram, I guess. Um, you can follow us on all that. Our event is up. If you would do us the favor and like our page and share our event, that would be greatly appreciated. I do want to have a, a GIPW Slam Factory at some point. So we don't have to do this in a bar anymore. Until, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Until next time, this was episode two of the Georgia Indie Pod, and I am happy to do this for you guys, and you should be happy to have me. Uh, happy-ish. <laughs> <laughs>